second hour of the run home with Joel and Fletch. And listen, if only you could see what we're seeing here in the, I don't know if we're doing FaceTime or however we're communicating with Disco Dave down there in, or Dapper Dave as he is on this particular Wednesday as he's getting ready for the Christmas party. He knows he's got two hours of work in front of him, Michelle, and then he is just lassoing Gone himself out. out. I just love how he's been dressed like that since 9 o'clock this morning. I know, I know, <laughs> I know. It is a run home with Joel and Fletcher. We welcome our New Zealand listeners who are joining us on SENZ for the first time this afternoon. Michelle Bishop in the chair for the Bears Head. And for those New Zealand listeners who are joining for the first time, the Bish has been on absolute fire. This young man's on fire as well. He's got the Roosters Rooster shirt supporter. on. He's got the Roosters shirt on. We've got a Michael hat for you, mate, if you want to change that Roosters hat. And if you want to have your say throughout the show, and if you're in New Zealand, by the way, text double eight double three or slide into our DMs on Instagram at Fletch SEM. And if you've missed that first hour, the podcast's available through Spotify and Apple Podcasts. We are on YouTube as well. Robbie Slater joining us a little bit later on. But as we teased before we went to the news, Michelle Bishop's got some news on the Bulldogs. So let's get into this. It's an NRL news update. Subscribe to SEN League on YouTube and the SEN podcast on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. All righty. Now, this says, this says huge news on the Bulldogs. Is it huge news, Michelle? Oh, well, you know, sort of big, sort of big. Um, look, I just wanted to point out, well, one of the big things, part, part of this is the fact that the Bulldogs obviously are, are loyal and um, uh, kept to the promise, if you like. But Connor Tracy had a bit of an accident uh, at training the day before, so 24 hours before he actually did the deal, signed yep. uh, the new contract at the Bulldogs, uh, rolled his ankle. And it's not just an average roll. It's a really bad roll. Uh, and he could be out. Well, he will be out. He will definitely miss uh, the last five, six weeks of next season. So uh, can't do much pre-season, obviously, which is a massive blow. And you hate seeing this with rugby league players. It's just, it's, it's And he's awful. a guy who's had plenty of injuries, hasn't he? Yeah. And it's, yeah, well... You know he's had three ACL injuries. I didn't know it was three. I didn't yeah. know. I, I didn't. I did know about the ACL, but there you go. You've just uh, enlightened me. But uh, well done to the Bulldogs. That I mean, they had the opportunity to pull the pin. They knew about this. They were informed um, that Cam Seraldo, uh, a man of his word, and obviously Phil Gould over there, have thought not. And they've, you know, they've let it happen. He's now started his rehab there. Um, not not the ideal way to do a pre-season, but um, we wish obviously wish Connor Tracy all the best because there's just nothing worse. No. Especially going to a new club, trying yep. to impress, yep. you know, trying to win your position. I'll share you one of my most favourite rugby league stories when it comes to being rock solid in a similar fashion to what you've shared. My brother, um, Tony, was making his debut at Shark Park. Mm -hmm. He was 18, playing for the Sharks. And at that time, he had eight clubs chasing him. And so the Sharks are clearly thinking, we better play him in first grade to see if he's actually ready for it. So he gets on the field, and his very first sort of involvement, four minutes into the game, it's the last play for the Sharks, and he can see this red stripe of the 40, and the 40-20 had just come in. So he's looking at that 40-20, and time sort of stopped in his mind. To the left of him is the incumbent Australian halfback, Brett Kamali, mm -hmm. who's screaming for the ball. Mm -hmm. And sort of Tony goes, oh... I reckon I can kick a 40-20 to start my career. And he's a bit slow out of the gates. Goes to the right-hand side away from Noddy. Just puts everything in to kick in this 40-20 to start his NRL career. All these eight clubs watching the game. Steve Price, the Queensland and Warriors forward, he used to have that style where he'd charge at the yeah, knees. Yep, yep. And actually changed the rule. Yeah. It actually changed the rule yeah, on the yeah. back of this. So he's driven straight into my brother's knee. And his foot has kept coming up 
equal to the knee. And yep. it was one of the most awful that YouTube oh. kept taking it down. If you, yep, yep. Sometimes you can YouTube Tony Kane knee injury and other times you can take it down. Mm. Uh, Matt Truval, who's a, a gun uh, photographer, he got the, the, the photo. It was a shocking incident. So the long story is, the short story, the long story is that all of these clubs, because he was told he may never play it again. It was mm. so bad. Yeah. They all deserted him. And Nathan Brown had done a handshake deal with him and said, mate, I promise you we've been a bit slow to get to the party, but we're going to sign you a handshake mm. deal. Two years worth this, which was mega money back at the time. Yeah. So all these clubs desert him, and he assumes the dream's over, not going to play again. Well, in hospital, guess who turns up with the contract, knowing full well he probably won't play? And Nathan Brown was under the pump Brownie. at the time with the Dragons. Wow. Gives him the contract. Didn't give him a slap in the face? No, 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 no <laughs> didn't give him the slap in the face. But what happened was, so Tony, who he's, he's as staunch as Brownie, he said, I'm going to play this bloke back me. People are saying I won't play again. So every time you went around his house, he had the Swiss ball. And if you're working on this one knee and he'd be doing these exercises, yeah, they said yeah. he'd never play. That next year, the starting dummy half of the Dragons versus the Gold Coast was Tony. Mm -hmm. But that year, it was like bone on bone. And he, was, oh. he tried his absolute ass off. And at the end of it, he had a massive contract for an 18-year-old. Mm. He walked into Brownie's office, who was under the pump. And he said, Brownie, I've given you my all for, for 12 months. I know you've done the right thing by me, and I appreciate that. And he's ripped up the contract wow. and said, Brownie, I don't want a cent. Go and spend it on someone else and find someone else who can wow. who can help you out. I can't help you anymore. And I thought on, on, on both fronts. Mm, yeah, don't know there's too many people around that would that would do that. That's special. That's both really fronts. Really it, yeah, it, both it's fronts. one of my favourite stories, and I was close to home. The Jerome Luai saga. Now, just before we get into that, uh, Michelle, Bearshead Fletcher has started a rumour. There is no rumour about it, but he started it. Right. He said to a crowd... So is this fake news? It's massive fake news. No. But sometimes fake news becomes new news. <laughs> and so he's out of the function with, with Hindy out of Dubbo. And he says to the crowd, I've got an epiphany. He calls it an epiphany genders. Uh, yeah, yeah. Epiphany genders. <laughs> I've got an epiphany genders. He says, um, what do you think, Panthers fans and Bulldog fans, if the Panthers offered to release Luai to get Burton back on the same cash. How would that go down? How would both clubs receive that being put to them? Oh, I don't know. The dogs would be too happy. So so, so if the dogs had the chance to get Jerome Luai... Oh, to the, get Jerome Luai, right. The, paying the same amount that they're paying Burton, <gasps> would they keep Burton or would they take Luai? What do you think that the answer would be? Well, you know what? <laughs> no, I reckon they'd be loyal to Burton. I do. I honestly do. And look, this is really interesting. I've, I've discussed this on breakfast. Um, the whole Bulldogs thing, I'm not buying with Luai. And that's that's not, not for me knowing any inside information. You've got a kid there, that Mitchell Woods, who's an absolute gun. Is he? He's 17 years of age. Yep. They say he'll make NRL... His NRL de debut by 18. Where's he from, Michelle? He's um, He was from the Swans Academy. This is the one that plays, uh, that's played rugby union. Yep. Um, has been a part of the Swans Academy. I watched him play in the schoolboys this year. Um, I've, I've seen him play before. He is an absolute freak of nature. And I'm very uh, careful with that sort yeah, of stuff because yeah, yeah. we all see these young kids coming through and, you know, never hear of them again. You're always going to hear of Woods. He's a brilliant player. Uh, I actually spoke with his mother at this carnival and she was hell-bent on him pursuing the career in with the Swans. Really? Uh, but Rugby League won him over. He, he's, you know, signed um, under Cam Seraldo and he is something special. So you put yourself in their position right now when, when it, you know, it comes to all the tricky bits and pieces with the salary cap. In two or th two years' time or a year and a half's time where they've got to upgrade him and be paying him big dollars, yep. this, this kid, 
um, they're going to be stuck with him and Jerome Luai. It'll be, it won't make any sense. So the short-term pain to get through this next year or so yep. uh, without a Luai on the big bucks, I think that's more the sensible That's the play. chess game, isn't it? That's it's the game the of chess. It's the long game yep. and it's the Gus Gould game. Yep, and, and I like that game. I like that game. And, and this is... Yeah, well, I, won't, I won't go into I'll it. never play chess with Gus. No. Ever. Too good? Ever. He's, never, al ever. he's always a few steps ahead, is he? Yeah. Oh. Too good, the Ten. Gus. Too good, the Gus. Yeah, so I love all that stuff. Uh, James Fisher-Harris speaking about... In fact, before we get onto that, because James Fisher-Harris has won the 2023 Golden Boot, I was just wondering about how Jerome Luai would feel because he's a gun player, but I've gone through their Player of the Year awards and the Members Players of the Year awards, right. and, and the names are there. Yo... Fisher-Harris, Cleary, Edwards, and, you know, Cleary and Yo and all these guys. Edwards have multiple appearances, kick out, to'ol, and all these big awards, Leota. The only one who's just never found himself with that, I suppose, in life, Michelle, we want to be, above all most things, you want to be appreciated, mm. don't you? You want to be up on that board somewhere. You want to be appreciated, yes. right? And, and I just wonder now that Jerome's probably thinking, well, I've never won a bloody club award. I've never won the the members player award I've it's it's been every other player I'm I'm the one missing out on the mm. the big offer he'd be feeling I can understand unloved. how he'd be feeling yeah, unloved yeah unappreciated yeah sometimes that's how I feel at home oh, no, we're cooking the cleaning yeah. we're going down somewhere now now look in all seriousness no I think the Panthers have been very smart in their play the way they've worked all of this out you think about it that's probably how he's feeling and where his mind's going and what's happening when he's away. He returns to pre-season training, what is it, tomorrow or Friday, yeah, yeah. back amongst his mates, back in the comfort zone, back to knowing what he knows best, thinks about the scary big bad world out there that he doesn't know, having to make a name for himself and, and, and you know, go and, and put himself out there and do all the things that ever, all these, you know, the likes of uh, Ivan Cleary, what yep. he said he wouldn't be able to do in terms of carrying a side and uh, being that, that big difference. Um, that's where I think there's that kind of, yeah, maybe I should just stay here in Penrith. What, what do you believe will happen? What's your gut feel? My gut feeling is he will go to the Tigers. Really? Mm. He has to, doesn't That's he? my gut feeling. Purely, and I'm saying this, yep. purely on the opportunity financially. He's yep. 27 years of age. It's it's a it's a no-brainer when yep. you're sitting there. It's a four-year deal. If I'm the one sitting there, the chief financial operator, as I am in my own household, and I'm doing the calculations, <laughs> I'm sending him to the Tigers. Yeah, I, I think so too. I you know, Stefano's there, who's a good young player. You've got Appy there. I do know that Appy's transition, I know this personally, was very difficult. Yep. Um, so I'm not sure if he'll have conversations. Obviously, he's got a good relationship with Appy. I'm not sure whether um, that will sort of play a part. But for some of those athletes, that's almost a challenge. Okay, if you found that hard and this is what you did, well, I know and I can do it better because that's just the way they're built. Um, but as I say, I think the, the Panthers are kind of in the box seat now with what's going on, but it's when he's, you know, that uh, as... We've already heard they've got access to him 24-7 to, to, you know, smooth the waters and make it all, you know, make up for him not being yeah. the player's play, yeah, player yeah, yeah. of the year and all those He'll, um, he'll win it this year. This That's season, what he'll do. Way, That's what he'll do. Yeah. Um, but I just feel like that that money thing, um, the fact that, the you know, the band's not back together anymore. It's split up. You've got Spencer going to the Roosters. You know, I just feel like there's he'll, – he'll be at the West Tigers. Okay. Are they going to get the Just fourth? a gut feeling. No, I, I, I totally concur with that. I – I can absolutely see that happening.
Yeah. I, I get a bit nervous about people saying, oh, but Michelle said, you said this was going to happen. This is purely my opinion. It's a gut feeling. I have nothing in concrete. That's it's just where I, I feel he'll end up. Yeah, I, I totally agree Unlike with that. Unlike PNG being the next team in the competition, I stand by that. <laughs> you, you do, that it will happen? And absolutely, it's oh, going to happen. I, I, yeah. I think that happen with as well. Weeks ago. James Fisher-Harris named the 2023 Golden Boot. And look, Brandy and Vossi were talking about, and I totally agree with them, around the the award itself. And, and Brandy made a comment that why don't we just have the International Player of the Year mm. and then have the Golden, Golden Boot Boots. for the absolute cream of the crop yeah. best player of the year. Yep. And I'm 100% in that yeah, camp. I can't agree with in that. saying all that, James Fisher-Harris. Freak of nature and what, has been for a long time. Yeah, what, what a season he's had. So he's ticked a lot of the boxes. They've won the, um, the Pacific Championships. He's won the Panthers. But you say what a season. The consistency yep. in that bloke, yep. year in, year out, yep. not week in, week out. No. He's been he's been solid for the Panthers, that little quiet achiever. Yep. Um, and look, I have to say, never used to say a word. Now you're starting to get good conversation out of him as well. Because I just said to the boys, does he actually even communicate yeah. on the field? Yep. Yeah, no, he's um he's a great story. Um, very, very focused. Um, funny bloke. Yeah, got a bit of a bit of a, a funny personality, but yeah, just his consistency is what does it for me. That's that's a pure athlete. Did I tell you? Um, so during the New Zealand camp, this he's quite a leader. He leads by actions, mm. and it's probably seven o'clock over there in New Zealand, staying in the hotel. And they're on the team app, and apparently Fisher Harris has texted the whole team, "Hey boys, bring your pillows, pad of paper, and a pen. Come down to wherever this room is, and we're going to watch a movie together." Okay. What is it? Remember Love the Titans? No is, yeah, is it? Is it? Is it? It could be anything. You're like, yeah, that's right. So they get down there, and I think it's called Chasing Perfection or something like that. Uh, the listeners will let us know because the New Zealand audience have joined us as well. But it's a story about Richie McCaw. Oh right. And he got them to watch that, and they're all watching this together. And at the end of it, he quizzes every player. What did you get from this? And the thing that he got for it was. Embrace the pressure. You know, the pressure's your friend. Yep. Embrace that pressure, which will be coming ahead of this final for Australia. Yeah, right. And and what a leader. Well, you know, know what? The, a lot of that stuff's been done out at Penrith as well. Um, the boys have done a lot of that stuff where they're on the field, they've um, made a mistake uh, at a costly time, and that ability to be able to, as you say, deal with that pressure drop it, move on, yeah. carry on. They've done so much work, so much work in that mental space. We went through a big period in the game where we're all doing yoga and we're doing, you know, all mental sort of, you know, stuff all with the mind. The Panthers were way ahead of their game with that sort of stuff probably about three years ago uh, where they were doing, the boys actually didn't have, you know, arti articulate that what it was, but it was. You drop the ball, you pick up, you, you literally, it's like you're ripping up the piece of paper and you're moving on and you're doing that in split seconds. Um, and, and that's how they got their confidence to, to continue and there was we'd still see players rip into we and I don't think you'll ever not see that uh, just purely because of what the ball being on the line and the pressure yeah. and, and you know what's ultimately at stake but um, but you'd still see them rip into different players for, for various mistakes but it, they just moved on from it a lot quicker it was uh, not only that we were privy to what they were doing you'd watch out for it because it serves you nothing doesn't it like, mm. like worrying about don't carry a div it's just move on march on so well done to James Fisher-Harris, named the 2023 Golden Boot. It's been a huge week for the Kiwis prop. He won his third NRL Premiership. I mentioned he led the Kiwis to the Pacific Championship title. Golden Boot winner. He did miss out on the Dell M team behind Payne Hass and Adam Fanua Blake, but a clean sweep for the Kiwis. And congratulations to Titans lock Georgia Hale taking the Women's Award, of which they won as well. They mm -hmm. ambushed yep. Australia as well. So Georgia Hale takes that out. Congratulations to you, Georgia. Big news coming out of the Titans. David Fafita 
is in doubt for the start of the 2024 season, as is Connor surgery Tracy. Surgery too. Yeah, That's as you serious. mentioned, pec surgery, mm. an injury there at training. So not forgetting this time last year, I was really bullish. And I actually think this injury that I'm about to say costs Holbrook his job, who I think is a gun coach. Mm. He'll resurface. He's too good decent not to. Decent bloke too. De- very decent bloke. Mm. Um, but they lost both for more. Oh, okay. Last year. Mm. At this time last yep. year, they, they lost him for the ACL injury for yep. the year. To have Fafita on one side, and Fafita was going better than mm. Fafita 12 months ago. So um, we'll keep an eye on how that all plays out. But subscribe to the SEN podcast. You can do that at Apple and Spotify for all your off-season news and interviews. So look out for the SEN podcast is the way to do that. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. text 457 Seven three six seven three six. Don't they love a text? Well, there's a Tim here, and you you work with Sam, uh, Sammy Williams. Sammy Williams, yep. Good Talking bloke. about great Another families. Legendary bloke. Good family. Great Solid families. Family. Yep. So Mark's a dad, right? Mm-hmm. Mark's a dad, and his three sons, Sam, not not uh, Samuel, right? Tom, not Thomas, right? And Tim, not Timothy, right? <laughs> his yeah, kids yeah, yeah. are Sam. Tom and Tim. Tim yep. Three letters, yep. one syllable, <laughs> and they've got no middle names. <laughs> oh, I didn't know that. Oh, they're not mucking around with any of that. No, Mark just said, no, Sam, Tom, Tim, no middle names, let's go. Uh, that's what the Williams boys are, and they are absolute soul of the earth, 11 out of 10 blokes, that's for sure. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy or text 0457 736 736. It is the run home with Joel and the Bish today, and uh, we're here thanks to Hyundai, the Hyundai 2023 SUV sale is on now. Welcome back to the run home with Joel and the Bish live from Moore Park. Dapper Dave there down in Melbourne. We've got the seal here and the captain, Nath Brooksy. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. Look, we've got to get into some texts, Bish, because we've been a little bit sloppy. And let me tell you this, my friend, they are loving you. Oh. Cam writes, Michelle is making too much sense for this show, Sugar. Bear's head could be out of a job here. Um, Wait till I've had a few wines. Is that legal? No. We yeah, can't yeah, yeah. We could job, do can that. We? That, no, yeah, we'll be right. Um, <laughs> I'm sure we could arrange something. Pedro the Rooster, Sugar. Bisho needs her own show. There, I said it. Pedro. Oh, thanks, uh, Pedro. This one's from Damo. Uh, Boot Fletch, more Bish. We want Bish. We want Bish. Oh, dear. <laughs> so <they're laughs> the in. checks are in the mail. Do they still do that? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Warwick Cowboy here. Just on the True Crime Tuesday yesterday, you need to listen to podcast Ghost Gate Road. It's a must-listen Queensland underworld story. Yeah, I tell you, Fletch put us onto that a while ago. And, Ghost uh, Gate Road. I'm gonna. I, 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 what I want to do, Bish? Have you got a bit of time off coming up? I sure do. Yeah. What's your plans? What are you going to do? Going to go to Queensland. Uh, my son's playing uh, Queensland Cup up there, so going to go and have a bit of a visit with him, and uh, not a lot of time, but then just go back home to the farm and, and appreciate the farm. Yeah. Loving the farm. Loving farm life. Yeah. Loving feeding chooks at eight o'clock in the morning. Oh uh, yeah. Well, somebody yeah. here said earlier when we're talking about the early crow. I think it was Rooster Muzz um, talking about uh, Western Sydney Eagle. It was talking about don't let Bish near the bird. Oh dear! What's the bird? Can story? you believe this? This is the short version. So married. Gee, I hope he's not listening because I'm kind of giving it to him a little bit today. But Justin Bishop, if you are listening, 24 <laughs> years together, seven years married, and he brings home is that a why bird. You're itching? You keep itching. Yeah, well, yeah. Is it a seven-year itch? And I don't mean he brought home a chick. He brought home a bird, literally. <laughs> and Alex, if he brought home a bird, it might be a different story. <laughs> I might have said, well, I'm going out for a few hours. <laughs> See you on Tuesday. <laughs> See you next Tuesday. Yeah. Um, <laughs> anyway, it's an yeah. Alexandrian. Uh, you're, you're fitting into the show too good. An Alexandrian parrot, um, for those of you, because I had to look it up because yeah. I have no interest in birds. It was green. It was pretty. It was whatever. But there was $400 gone out of the bank account, and you know I'm the chief 
financial officer yeah. of the Bisho, you know, corporation. Yeah. So I wasn't happy about the $400 disappearing. If it had been on, you know, go and have a punt with it. It's better <laughs> off doing that and having a bit of fun than a bird squawking. I'm doing breakfast radio and I'm hearing um, Vossi and Brandy because I was at home that week saying, Michelle, are you reporting to us live this morning from a bird sanctuary? And I'm like, no, I'm literally in my bedroom. But I've got this bloody parrot just rah, 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 it was. all it was the way the Avery. through. It was, yeah, like dead set smack bang in the middle of an Avery. Um, but, why, but why, why? why you would buy me a bird? What was, was it an anniversary present? Nothing. No. It just decided to be romantic. This is one of his little tangents that he goes off on. He just but said, how did he see it? What, I wanted to know the logistics of how. Was he sitting there going through Facebook or Instagram and saw this bird for some? How do you just randomly buy yourself a Justin's green bird? Justin's random. Is he? He probably went to the pet store to buy, you know, hay or, you know, something for our sheep or whatever. And he saw a pretty little bird and thought, oh, okay. And he liked it. Yeah. It was all about him. <laughs> That's where he thinks I'm, How's the you bird know. going? The bird's dead. Oh. That's what Western Sydney Eagle's talking about. Gotcha. So what happened was, I think it lasted two weeks, and every day I was complaining on radio about this bird. And I came home one day and I went, oh, my goodness, I felt sick. Oh. I actually did feel bad. Um, he wanted an autopsy and everything. He wanted to go right on with it. <laughs> Justin, Justin he was like, what have you done to the bird? What's oh, going on? No. Like, it had water, all that sort of stuff. But I'm, I'm barely can look after myself and my three kids, let alone worry about a bird um, that I had no interest in. But yeah, it just died. Why? Um, so I did a bit of investigation, and and I, my mum sort of did put it back on me a little bit. I did give it an apple, right? And apparently, there's some sort of something in the seeds of an apple that you shouldn't be giving parrots, and oh. maybe it was like overload. <laughs> but I don't know. I'm not. Go- I haven't taken any ownership or any. It's it. The bird died of natural causes. Okay, one three hundred oh one eleven seventy to have your. What say. a waste of four hundred bucks! You would have gone and gone to Ramwick for the afternoon, and you know had yep. one in the last. You would Ju- have had more sense doing that than buying a bird. Justin murdered four hundred. You murdered a bird. <laughs> uh, if the bish starts using rhyming slang, I swear that'll do me. She's a keeper. Brad the owl. Brad the Owl's loving it. Here's, here's uh, Matt Bisho the Bomb. So nice to hear. No woke snowflakes like, I can't mention our colleague. Love the Bisho. And I don't eat salad. I love a steak. Okay, there good, go. good. Um, yeah, love the Bisho. More Bish on the run home, says Bradley. There's plenty coming through. Candles, Swans to Canterbury Bulldogs. Is that young? Oh, he's gone. Roosamar's <laughs> 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 right. He's so quick on. On, on coming up with a nickname. So he's obviously heard that yarn about okay. Kobe's misdemeanour and he's calling me Candles now. Uh, oh. Swans to Canterbury Bulldogs. Is that young bloke related to George from yesterday who wants to punch your lights out, Sugar? <laughs> that was Radio Gold. Because uh, <laughs> he's saying... Yes, the reason he's saying that is... Um, we said, do you like your rugby league, George? I love my rugby league. We said, who's your favourite team? I love the Swans. I heard <laughs> this. I heard this. It was great. G'day, Shaggers. This comes from the Reptile. Oh, my God. Burton is a... Well, he could improve, he says. Um, <laughs> oh, dear. No, nah, he's had a fair swipe. I love Matty Burton. Oh, I love Matty Burton. He's just become a dad and he's loving that. Um, this one from Tim, is there no other sport to talk about this time of year? The constant NRL talk is exhausting. Or do you want to talk about Dave Warner? Yeah, we can talk about <laughs> Dave Warner if you want to do that. Uh, we've got a break, though. Oh, Seal says get to the break. Quick, 1-300-01-1170. It's a run home with Joel and the bird murderer. <laughs> Welcome back to the run home with Joel and the Bish here. Uh, this one comes from Brett Bish. Uh, hi, guys. This is a spin-out. I moved to Port Macquarie in 1990 from Sydney, and I went to Benedict Senior at Auburn, and then... I was in year 10 then. In 1990. 1990, yeah. Okay. So then, you know what he did, Bish? What did he do? He moves from Benedict Senior College at Auburn 
to a little school that I was at at the time called oh, St. Wow. Joseph's Regional Port Macquarie. That is bizarre. So, no so way. Brett has has left your school to oh, go wow. to my school. That is that, that's spinning us out as well. He left in year ten, and um, uh, as I left in year ten, and she's friends with people I know down there. Says Brett. Wow, what a small world. Small world, very, very. That's sm- freaky. That my school to your school. Yeah. There what What are the chances there? Mm. Bish, and you think about how many schools are out there. Lots. <laughs> One to land on your school, then to just spin the wheel and land on mine. Budster's on the text line. Bisho is an absolute keeper. Oh. 24 years together for me and the better half too. Cheers, the oh, Budster. Oh, that's nice. See, that means you're, yeah. Yep. You know what? We're only seven years married, though. And the only reason, this is honest to God, the only reason why we got married at dinner one night, our son said, how come you don't? we don't have a dress? Are you on the wall? Sorry, let's start again. How come you're not in a picture on the wall in a white dress? When I go to my mates' houses, they've got that. And um, I said, because Dad and I are not married. And they're like, what? What? Oh, you're the, not married? What, the kids? Yeah, they asked us. But can I ask you, though, like, were you, what was your name? To, to your, were you Michelle Bishop? Michelle Kieran. So, so you were never even, I know you weren't married, but yeah. you were never Michelle Bishop. No, and the other one, the little one said, oh, I didn't think you could be a bishop because you're not a boy. Oh, right. You just had that worked out So they, they had no idea that you weren't married. Yeah, no, didn't, didn't ever, they're like, what? You know, going to Catholic schools and all. You know what, though? You're not married. You know what, right, there, there is a lot of merit to holding off, I reckon. Mm. Oh, we had a ball, and we had the three boys all involved. One, yeah. one sang at our wedding. Yep. Um, one did a little thing with some balloons and a bit of a poem, and the other one did a poem and broke the whole place up. So but, but why is the culture that you, have to, that you have to get married? Early, well, like, yeah. well, no, honestly, why is like why is it you have to be married first? And we weren't stupid with our money either. Then we ha- had a really beautiful day. Nora had lighthouse; it was awesome at the the, uh, the surf lifesaving club. There, people will tell you today it was one of the best days. It was huge, and it goes so quick. Yeah. Um. But yeah, loved it. Wouldn't change anything. No. Wouldn't change any of it. No. There Just you go. maybe the diamond on the ring a little bit bigger. The show, <laughs> if you're listening. It would. It would. Uh, is there something for seven years? There'll be something for sure. That yeah. itch too. Yeah. Uh, 1300-01-1170 or text 0457-736-736. Oh, by the way, Steve's been in touch. He's, he'd, he'd like to inform you that you've lived uh, 2,545 weeks. Oh, wow. That's yeah. bizarre. And he, and he said, on Christmas Day, you'll be celebrating your 2,600th week on this earth. Wow. That's from Steve. And the from, world's just a better place for it. Yep. The Glen A. Baker. <laughs> Of Gunnadar, our man Stevie, who is all over things. Don't you worry about that. He's clever. He is bloody clever. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. It is the run home with Joel and Fletch. Thanks to Hyundai. The Hyundai 2023 SUV sale event is on now, which uh, maybe just take could get involved with the SUV. He's been on, mm. uh, on the land. And uh, MFP Easy voted Queensland's best fibreglass pool builder. We're on YouTube as well. As you know, search Joel and Fletch and subscribe. But for now... We've got to do a sports update. It's a Schnitz Schnugget Sports Schnupdate. Got that winning taste right now? Schnitz. Handcrafted schnitzels, made fresh, made just for you. All righty, plenty of news. And this story, Michelle, which is in your domain, uh, the world of sport and reporting of such, Mitchell Johnson versus David Warner and George Bailey, the saga continues. Usman Kawaja is now weighed in on team selections. He says... This is interesting. I'm interested in what the listeners think about this. You can't pick teams on form, which is exactly what Maguire Michael wants Maguire to do. said, absolutely. So Osman Kawaja is in opposition to this, not in re- reference to Michael Maguire, but he says you can't pick teams on form. You've got to pick teams on who you think the best player is. Class is always permanent. Form is always temporary. 
What do you think about that's that? That's a true. That that is true. Um, but in the way it works in in terms of uh, rugby league. I think everybody, if, if, you know, you've seen a player come out and blitz them in the last, you know, four, three or four weeks in the lead up to Origin and he's not picked or not in the frame, people are asking questions mm. and think, what plan are you on? A little bit different in cricket, I think, just because the game, I mean, we're talking week in, week out. We can go by, you know, the last, you know, couple of weeks leading into Origin, the way it's picked. Um, but if you've got a player that, well, I mean, let's, let's talk about James Tedesco, one of his biggest fans, but he hasn't been, his form hasn't, wasn't brilliant in lead up to last year's or this year's origin series. So, so I, I know that, and, and I love how you approach your time in the media, Michelle. You're very, very clear to say, I didn't play the game. I'm not an authority in the game. Mm-hmm. But I want to ask you from a fan's point of view, um, if you were selecting your New South Wales team today, so there's obviously been no football since the end of last end of this season. Who is your New South Wales fullback? You know what? I probably would still have James Tedesco. Yep. 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 Okay. That's interesting. Um, so Usman Kawaja would have James Tedesco based mm. on his comments as well. Which is totally really Match the opposite not. to what I'm saying. I, I get that. Yep. Um, but uh, it, bit of a different case in point, him being captain, him being, you know, what he brings off the field, all that sort of stuff. Um, but uh, but I, I still maintain that uh, I like uh, Maguire's way of thinking in terms of origin for next year. Um, but I, I'm, I'm understanding where Kawaja is coming from as well. And plus the fact I'm a massive Dave Warner fan. I think he should be there. Okay. Well, I was going to ask you that. Send-off. Well, that, that was a question I was going to ask. So you're for him having the send-off. Can I ask you what the hell Mitchell Johnson is trying to achieve? Yeah. Seriously. I mean, if you can't say something nice, don't say yeah. nothing at all. Yeah. It's like, seriously, what, what, what contribution is that making other than making him relevant, putting himself back out there? Um, if, if it is divided, everybody's divided on the opinion on this particular thing. But look, he's, he's nearing the end of his career. Um, he has copped it. He did sit out his time, all that stuff with, uh, with Sanger. And sadly... He's not going to have the career that he possibly should have had or be remembered for what he, he was, given uh, his contribution to what he did. The, the one thing I'll disagree with, and I haven't got it in front of me here, but and I'm paraphrasing because I did read something around Usman Kawaja talking about almost everyone involved with Sandpaper Gator heroes. Well, that, I don't no, know they're if, not. But that's not the right term to use, their hero. I, I get they've been through a lot. Yep. Self-inflicted, mind you. Yep. But they've been through a lot. And they've come out the other side and well done to them. But they're not heroes. Can I say to you, um, cast your mind back to when this all, all broke. I was actually the reporter in the room when Steve Smith was talking really? to, to um, the public. And I said to him, now this is where, again, where I always think of being a fan and what do the fans want to know at home. Now, I'm a mother. I said to him, I was the one that made him break down and cry in that press mm. conference. I said, Steve, when I go home tonight. You feel like a bully? No, not at all. I felt like a responsible mother yeah. who was genuine in wanting him to understand yeah. what he'd done. Yep. Here's my sons thinking the absolute, that, that these guys are their heroes. They don't cheat, all this sort of stuff. I said, what you have done, what do I say to my kid tonight when he comes home and says, did Steve Smith cheat? How do I break his little heart? How do I, you know, how do I approach this? I followed it. He broke down. His dad was there, hand on the shoulder, all that sort of stuff. Well, I followed it up with a letter to Steve Smith. Did you? And what I said to Steve was, now that there's been a couple of weeks pass, I don't apologise for putting you in that situation. But what I will say to you is I want to thank you for opening that conversation in my household by saying to my kids, peer pressure yep. this is what you don't do yeah and that they still he opened that conversation he gave us a chance to speak to our kids about if you're ever in that situation this is what you do this is what this has been so costly to his reputation um you know he was your hero 
heroes make mistakes, all that sort of stuff. So I actually thanked him privately for what he was able to afford our family. Okay, so how on much, the sporting field, how much water under the bridge does there need to be for this blockbuster documentary that's awaiting for all of us called Sandpaper Gate? I want it yesterday. <laughs> no, but we're, we're, like honestly, ha, ha, it's going to happen, right? Absolutely, it's going it, to it, happen. It's going to happen, and, and, and something tells me that there's going to be a lot more to this, and course. that's why Davy Warner's just sitting in the oh, background and letting it all unfold, yes. and that's why I'm waiting till it's a bit like obviously a lot less serious, the Josh Giddy situation. We're all sitting here and people, you know, putting him in the in the naughty corner and this, that and everything else without the facts. We only know what we know. I want to know the other side of the story. And oh. I've got my popcorn and I'm sitting yeah. here waiting for it. Bring it on, baby. It, it won't be the Warner book. It can't be. It can't the, be the Warner can't, book. The reason it can't be, because they've all gone through so much. And if David Warner... I think I think if he has a book and includes that in in great detail, I think there'll be a massive backlash to him because it's. I, I know they've done the wrong thing, but it, there's a bit of a, an un-Australian thing about it where they've all been to hell and back, mm. and then he's getting self gain out of it through book sales, and I I'd be very surprised. I could be wrong. You know what? I hope you become the advisor because I think that's very very sensible. Um, a very, very sensible approach because if he can, it's it's almost un-Australian, I feel, that we keep, you know, smashing these boys over what, what, what they did. They were, they've they've made a mistake. They've they've come clean, and that's what I want to know. What else from Mitchell Johnson? That when Dave, when has David Warner not taken responsibility for what he's done? Do you, yeah. Don't you think he kind of has? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he hasn't, and that's what worries me in the background. The intricacies of what actually unfolded. Sure, he hasn't come out right out and said, "Yep, it was all, all that." He hasn't been really forthright, and that's why I feel like he's holding back because there's more to come. There's he, more stuff that's gone on that we're not privy to. It's your fault why why he came out of it so badly because. Stephen Smith and Bancroft both broke down in tears, yep. which we now learn it's your fault. There you go. David Warner did not. And I think people saw that as him not being so... Sincere. Sincere or remorseful around it. all that sort of stuff. Had you have asked the right questions there, mm. his stocks could there have been high, higher. It's all my fault. <laughs> yeah. It's all my fault. <laughs> but, but, but what do you think, though? Like, as a journalist and sports broadcaster, commentator, etc., when is the right time where... Everyone's just going to cop it. I reckon right now with Warner, if he released a book, no, it would cause too many relationships. Yeah, given relationships. given this, given this Mitchell outburst, I think we have to even wait a little bit longer. Another 10, 15 years or so. Oh, probably not that long. I'd say five years would be nice. Five years. Five years would be good. You almost need them all retired now to the game. But you? then he's at risk of saying, "Oh, you're trying to oh, get early crow." There you go. Early crow's back. <laughs> <laughs> then he's at risk of um uh, of of I guess trying to cash in a little bit and make himself relevant. That's it. Uh, as I'm accusing Mitchell Johnson of being. So, yep. yeah. Okay. But just get it out there because I'm busting to know. I know. I just reckon there's so much more to it. Uh, Anthony Mundine chipped in as well, I noticed. Uh, Wild Water Sports Chalk. Uh, posted. Uh, Anthony Mundine. It's a low act from Johnson. Things should be positive. Former teammates. Teammates should stick together. It's un-Australian. Uh, why wouldn't Mitchell speak to him face-to-face -face first? Well, just to, to defend Johnson on this, the Crows are Crow's got about a front-row seat now. He has. Uh, I do believe that he had tried to... He did try. They had some text messages. Mitchell, I, I know that uh, Warner did send him a text message to say, like, hey, champ, what's doing? Where's yeah. all this coming from? What yeah. have I done? Um, Where did they go? Where did they do? Butter Crickets. Sausage. 
Yep. Oh, crickets. <laughs> nothing. <laughs> nothing. Nice pun. Batuta Advocate threw in as well. Uh, righto, fellas, sort it out in the nets. If you don't follow <laughs> Batuta Advocate, give them it. They are, Bring it on. They are great, Love great it. content. Uh, break. After the break, we'll go through the Matildas, Premier League and the NHL and NBA head to Vegas. Uh, you're listening to The Run Home with Joel and the Bish. More of the sports update coming up right after this. Welcome back to The Run Home with Joel and Fletch. Now, just talking off air, Michelle, I think you should share this with the listeners, but it was a really, really concerning incident last year relating to Corey Harawir and Ira yeah, down there at the, the Canberra Raiders. Yeah, it was um, really, really concerning. How's he going? Yeah, look, he's um, still very, very frustrated. Can't do full contact sport or anything, uh, uh, training. Uh, he's got to see a specialist again in the next couple of weeks. To They're, they're trying to, I, I think, well, there's got to be a technical name for it, but he has to have his rhythm back with his, with his heart. Uh, get that to a reasonable or to a rhythm yep. again before that they'll even contemplate whether or not he's going to continue to play. Wow, so right. he's sort of kind of been in La La Land for quite some time now, um, which is, you know, an, another tough one for the Raiders because, I mean, they'll miss him uh, or they have missed him. But um, really frustrating place for him to be at. Now, how does someone like him continue to keep yeah. going? That's that's what I mean. These these footballers or athletes get themselves into some really... Is he back training at all? He's training, but not doing anything strenuous. No. He can't have full contact or anything like that. It's good for him to be in and around the boys, I think. That's, oh, that's... absolutely. They need that. They, yeah. they need that to and be he going. needs that. He I'm, needs I'm that. seeing that even with my young boy now. He's obviously being operated on Thursday, but he's still at training yeah. every you know, second day and, and being around to keep, keep their spirits up. Yep, you absolutely need that. The run home with Joel and the Bish. Uh, plenty more still to come. Have your say on the text line 0457 736 736. For those in New Zealand, uh, maybe Fletch is listening there in Queenstown as he's having a few beverages at the Blue Canoe. Quite you, can, a few. you can text 8833. They're coming for you, uh, Bish. Bish is coming for the Fletch. A break it back with more. <laughs> yeah, it's a run home with Joel and Fletch Disco. Dave's only got about an hour before his party time. Uh, the great man's getting really far. <laughs> we saw him going. doing those moves during yeah. the break. I thought, yeah, he'll go all right tonight. 2 a.m. Yep. and he's anyone's. Yeah, I reckon. <laughs> so you can't pick him right. So he's quite a he's quite a humble sort of mm. guy, Disco. No, but I reckon sometimes right. it's those guys you got to watch. Worry about, yep. On, yep. On the Look big... at the smile. He yeah, knows. He... <laughs> he knows. We've worked him right out. <laughs> he knows all right. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. We're nearly done for another hour. I can't believe how quick ripping through. This is going. Um, plenty still to talk about. We've got Robbie Slater to join us in the last hour of the program. Two trimesters done. Bish. <laughs> screaming through. We're screaming through, I had mate. ten pounders, by the way. None of them natural. That's nah. really putting it out there, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, that's putting them... Well, you, you were literally putting them <laughs> out there. Right at home. That's what you did. You went to the hospital, you put them out there, and they're in this life now. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. The Run Home with Joel and the Bish. More to come on the other side of the news.